Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, there is one team playing this weekend that who the Falcons need absolutely copycat. And there's a team playing tonight in Oklahoma City, but we don't want to see what we saw the last time they played in Oklahoma City. And last but not least, and for the culture, when Ponce de Leon is bringing a staple back. That's all coming up next right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. I want to start off by saying thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. Remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure you leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day Ones is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com backslash Locked On today to get started. T. It is a good day today, and I, when you think about these championship games going down this weekend, I, I think that I was looking at the teams and kind of trying to figure out, like, okay, how can the Falcons be put in this position? And when you think about the playoffs overall, there are several teams in, in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. But and, and I came up with a team, and I and I and I'll go ahead and let you all know what that team is: the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Falcons, if they copy the Philadelphia Eagles, they will be in good shape but i want to start off by asking ut who is a team that maybe playing this weekend or a team that made it to the playoffs you feel the falcons can maybe kind of you know hey kind of copy off that paper a little bit yeah i think that i'd like to see them copy the jacksonville jaguars and the reason i say this the eagles of course and the kansas city chiefs are both the teams that have the highest number of sacks so they really get after that quarterback and we know we know we know that the falcons need a pass rush however the one thing that i'll say about jacksonville versus philly or versus kansas city is this kc and philly whether they go to the super bowl or not they've made it to the promised land right i think the falcons are more like three to five years away from that just especially when you think about two things number one the d-line the defensive front for both casey and philly but also was just behind the d-line particularly for the eagles however with jacksonville i feel like the Falcons are a year away from them and they got themselves to the second round of the playoffs. So I really kind of think about that. And look, I go in uh, to one of our guys that we loved while, while he was here and that's Foyer Aluokin, right? Mm-hmm. And so you see they're taking pieces like Foyer and they're going out into once they were able to really dig into free agency because, hey, we know they were at the top of the draft just about every season the past several seasons or as far back as we can remember. But that's Mm -hmm. kind of where I want them to pattern themselves just in terms of taking steps. And ultimately, I believe if they take steps like the Jaguars have taken, I do believe that they're going to get exactly where they need to be, which to your point is where the Eagles are and to my point where the Chiefs are. Absolutely. And I think when you think, I think the – the you know taking the necessary steps right because we all wanted the quick fix you know right and I you know and then Lamar Jackson and people even talking about yeah maybe they should take a look at Derek Carr absolutely not so <laughs> you know my my thing is with the Eagles which I feel like there's some similarities there yeah. is the fact that 
you know, Jalen, um, Jalen Hurst was taken in the second round in 2020. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of people weren't really sold on them being the guy outside of the building. They were like, oh yeah, they can go for after Aaron Rodgers and, and go ahead and make it, make make a play for him or, or maybe they they were always in those quarterback conversations, but mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts was still sitting there, getting better, working on his craft and everything yes. like that. And I think that he started to make people inside the building believe. And I think mm-hmm. that's where Desmond Ritter is right now, right? Yes, we got a, we got a little taste of it. Four games in last at the end of the season, and mm-hmm. now you're you're saying, okay, all right, outside of the building, people are kind of. Either way, on, on Desmond Ritter, I, right. I like. I want to see more. That's kind of where mm-hmm. I'm sitting with him. I don't necessarily believe he can be the face of the franchise at this moment, right. but I do want to see more for him. So, and when Same. you think about Howie Roseman, just just being able to make the necessary moves, right, mm-hmm. and, and acquiring draft capital, and, and and having so many. I think in 2020 they had mm-hmm. 10 draft picks, T, multiple yeah. draft picks in those early rounds. And guess mm-hmm. what they did after they dra- drafted Jalen Hurts. After the every draft after Jalen Hurst was drafted, he doggone they yep. they picked an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman in yep. the top in the first three rounds every, every year, every time. See, and when you think about the Tanitra mantra, I'm gonna go ahead and brand it right there. The Tanitra mantra: go defense. And also, they have not only the draft capital, they got mm-hmm. the money. They yes. got the money to go out and go spend. Guess what? Mm-hmm. They went out and got Hassan ready. Yes. 16 yeah. sacks. Crazy. 16 I mean, sacks. just crazy. Javon, your boy from Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. Javon Hargraves. No. Also, uh, our boy, HBCU, HBCU product, South Carolina State. Yes. 11 sacks. Yeah. So here you go. You got guys like your top five guys are guys that you either drafted mm-hmm. or you went out and go spend some money. Guess where the Falcons are? They got some draft capital yeah. and they got some money. So mm-hmm. let's go out and, and make sure. Everybody within the building starts to believe in Desmond Ritter. You know how mm-hmm. that happens. He continues to work and continue to do what he did at the end of the season. Yeah. And let's go, T. Like, what are these people talking about? Y'all don't want to be like the doggone Cleveland Browns right. going after Deshaun Watson and don't even steal. And, may, and now you're having conversations about whether or not your coach can doggone do what he's supposed to do. And right. he's supposed to be the offensive guru. I'm saying, like, people, mm-hmm. take just like T said, take the necessary steps and just roll with it. Let's yeah. go. Build yeah, because, Right. Let's not pl- pretend like the Falcons don't have pieces. And yes. I will say pieces yes. on both sides of the ball. Exactly. Because I really do believe that. And I'm going to give him as an example because he was the one that when he went down at the end of the season or midway through the season, we were like, oh, man, Taquan Graham. He's a great mm, example yes. about a piece. Fifth that round if, pick two. Exactly. If he shows you what we think he can show you, or even Richie Grant, who, you know, if not for a couple of games there where he was injured, we could have Mm -hmm. seen some greatness out of him. And last but certainly not least, we, of course, love us some Arnold Ebikati on this show. And I believe in his second season, he's going to show up and show out. So they've got pieces on both sides of the ball. You already mentioned one of them, Desmond Ritter. And now the PFWA all-rookie team member, Tyler Algier, yeah. You got pieces. KP's coming back. You got pieces. You got pieces. Work with yeah. what you have. You don't have to go out and spend that kind of money on a Deshaun Watson type. Jarvis, if they're going to spend money like that, I certainly would rather see him spend it on defense. Give Absolutely. Grady some help. Yes. And and, and, it, and you're going to have an opportunity to do that. And I, yes. I think that, you know, what Howard Roseman has done, like now he's not perfect, you know, because one of my right. a friend of mine is a big time Philadelphia Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, hey, he's not perfect. 
but I don't need him to be perfect. I just no. need him to have his priorities in order. Yes. And, yes. and what his priorities are, I'm going to make sure my, my, my quarterback is protected and I'm going to make sure the t- other team's quarterback is going to be on the ground at some point during at this game. Point. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what I like about the Kansas City Chiefs. So many people pay yes. attention to the Eagles defense, but a lot of times you just kind of overlook what the Chiefs are able to do, but they're even as far as their sack totals are for this season. So that's something to be said about that. The Two of the final four teams are right there at the top in terms of what they do in getting after the quarterback and not just getting after him, but actually getting home. So when you kind of look down there, there's a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. I'll look at Frank Clark, for example. I'll yep. look at Willie Gay. They mm-hmm. they had pieces. They've had those guys there, for, especially Frank uh, Clark for a minute. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Jones is there. And you're talking about the Chiefs. Man, saying, okay, there it is. Exactly. <laughs> Let me put a few pieces around them and watch me work. So, yeah, yes, you're seeing Jarvis. We have called out several blueprints, whether you're right there where the Jaguars are, which is closer to where the Falcons are or whether you're right there, you know, where the Falcons want to be ultimately, which is where the Chiefs and Eagles are. You got pieces. I believe that uh, Terry Fontenot definitely has something to work with and can't agree with you more. I don't think you need to go out and get a Deshaun Watson to make that happen or even a Lamar Jackson, unless, of course, it fell in your lap in some like crazy cray cray way but yeah no. which is a fantasy world more than yeah. likely is <laughs> that so. what will happen yeah. <laughs> and, I think so. and i think arthur smith because i was at the press conference with terry fonda arthur smith did the end of the year presser i think as much as information they try to hold back and not tell you mm-hmm. i think arthur smith said it best when he's talking about focusing kind of on defense he mm-hmm. kind of i kept that and of course that's verbatim Right. Kind of gave us a hint that they, mm-hmm. the focus might be on the Tanitra mantra. So, T, I know you're going to be looking for that check from from uh, Flyway <laughs> Branch uh, yes. real soon at the end of April. So, yeah, we'll be we'll, we will be waiting on that one, uh, <clears throat> Coach and uh, yes. Terry. Uh, yeah, she from you know from around that way, you know Arthur. We cool, you know. What I'm saying we got respect for each other, my man. Yeah, we'll be yes. waiting on that check. Um, come NFL draft time now, T. Now, we know the McDonald's All-Americans have been going down. We know how yeah. much history that Willer High School has with Jalen Brown being a Boston Celtic and him going out to California and, you know, playing college ball like Cal mm-hmm. and then going on to be one of the better uh, wing players in the yes. NBA. Yes. And we, we pray one day that he comes down and puts that Hawk uniform on, but that's a whole other conversation. We well, just keep this? fantasizing. About <laughs> yes. we, just, we don't know we how it's going to happen, but we just keep, yeah. <laughs> Why do we do this to ourselves as Atlanta fans? Like, I don't get it. But anyway, but yeah, um, Isaiah Collier, McDonald's All-American, Wheeler High School team will be attending um, USC. They're going to be playing with Bronny at the uh, All-American game. How about that? I know it, man. I'm so very excited because we all talk about football and the greatness and the stable that we have here in, in Georgia, for lack of a better term. But mm-hmm. low key, we've got some basketball players now. We've we got some, some basketball players. In, in yeah. fact, I was just thinking about Maya Moore, who, who recently retired from the WNBA. And like you said, folks can hoop down here too. So yeah, excited for Isaiah, excited for Stefan. I think that's going to be pretty cool going on in Houston on March 28th. But yeah, we just wanted to to shout out those guys because they are some of the top prospects, not just in the state of Georgia, but in this entire country. ATL Day Ones, we all live and local, baby. What's how we do on this show? How about this? I got a little something for y'all. How about this? Y'all listen up. FanDuel. 
We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. They have so many great features that making make betting on sports fun and easy, y'all. It's simple. Go on there and make some money. How about this? For all you new customers, remember those the people I just said? Listen up. Here's, the, here's, here's why you need to listen. New customers, join today to get started with $150 in free bets. Guaranteed. All you got to do, drop $5 on your first bet. And you got $150. Come on now. That's win or lose. We're just talking about the Eagles and the 49ers about to get ready to get down. The Chiefs and the Bengals about to get ready to get down on championship yeah. weekend. This is for a trip to the Super Bowl. So guess what? You can get your Super Bowl of money by going to FanDuel. How about you do that? And if you this is your first time, like I mentioned, don't miss out on this, y'all. Five dollar bet gets you $150 in free bets. In free bets at fanduel.com slash locked on. How and make sure you do this. If you don't do anything else, make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Gotta love it. So what we're hoping we love and are able to talk to you guys about tomorrow is a win. Please. We really, really, yeah, it, it feels like, and it's funny because it feels like we've been taking L's on top of L's. I mean, it's only a two game skid, but yeah, it just feels like it's yeah. so much more. Because, And I think the reason for that, Jarvis, is because of the way and the why of the Hawks getting back to like that two game skid. Right. And then knowing what's ahead of them. I think that's what kind of makes us a little bit skittish or shall I say triggered. So, Mm -hmm. so, you know, you look back at December 5th, that was the last time the Hawks played the thunder and granted 121 to 114 was the final, but I can tell you having been at that game, it wasn't that close, not even Mm -hmm. by a long shot. And it was a game where we saw the same thing, in that game almost, what, six weeks ago that we saw Monday night, which was the Hawks actually out-rebounded the Thunder in the end, but you know where they got hampered, and that was at the three-point line and in turnovers. So that's the thing that is concerning to me, like not only who will show up tonight, Jarvis, but how are they going to actually show up so they can end this two-game skid? Wow. Like, first of all, I think you mentioned it. Don't turn the ball over and yeah. shoot the ball better from three. And if you aren't shooting the ball better from three, have a game plan. Because yes. that's what that's been the issue with this team, right? Turn the ball over against the Chicago Bulls with 19 turnovers. That's ridiculous. Yes. And they gave up 73 points in the second half to the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Like, come on now. What are we talking about? With no LaMelo ball, by the way. Terry Rozier exactly. actually went off. No, no yes. shade, Terry. But, right. you know. Yeah. This is, I'm making a point here. So I think that if they can minimize the turnovers mm-hmm. and make sure that if your three-pointer is not falling, mm-hmm. establish some offense, move yeah. the ball, find the open man, get into the pick and roll, which you're really good at. Mm-hmm. And all of those things, I think, will lead to a win if they do if they do it right. Yeah, and that's important because they have quite a challenge on their hands, right? They literally are going on this, you know, one another one of those crazy road trips. Yeah. Blazers, Suns, Jazz, Nuggets, and Pels. Now, right before that, of course, they're going to come home, make a quick stop to take on the Clippers Saturday, but then they go on kind of what you can call death, the death row West trip style. So yeah. I feel like, again... We can be dramatic. We know we can. But if I look at the schedule specifically, or I kind of look at the fact that before these two games, they really were on a five-game winning streak. And then you look Mm -hmm. at the fact that they won six out of that last seven. 
and then seven out of the last nine, of course, before the two-game skid. But right now, it Travis, to me, it still feels like they need to take at least two, if not three, of those games because you know where they're going, right? Right, right up to the trade deadline. So, yes. again, <laughs> I'll, give you the, I'll give you these teams again, and you tell me what you think. Thunder tonight, mm-hmm. Blazers, Suns, Jazz, Nuggets, Pels. Where are they going to get these dubs from in these 16? Wow. It is... Jekyll and Hyde as this team has been throughout the season. Right. It is really hard to just go through and look at the schedule and it's like, oh yeah, that's a dub. That's a dub. That's a dub. However, <laughs> if I'm going to take that five game sample size, which is, I like to be optimistic in life. I don't like to have high blood pressure and, and cause myself self, um, do self-inflicted pain right. like some Hawks fans or Atlanta sports fans like to do. So I look at it as five game sample size. Mm-hmm. If that, mm-hmm. it, based off of that, I think that they can get the dub against the Thunder. I think mm-hmm. they can get another dub against the Trailblazers. I think they can get another dub against the Suns because they've mm-hmm. been struggling. And then the Jazz yes. have struggled as of late because yes. that was a team that coming into the season, right. they were trying to take. They, mm-hmm. you know, they, they were trying to get into Whip and Yuma, uh, uh, uh sweepstakes. And right. I said his name right, but I get it right at some point. So, yeah. you know, you have a lot of teams that are middle of the road, average teams. Mm-hmm. So you should be able to get some wins in here. Yeah. However, the big caveat is, they have to play within themselves. And I yeah. think they don't yeah. do that in a, on a consistent enough basis. Yeah, I, I would agree. And, and it's something to where you mentioned a couple of things that we would need to see. And one of them is ball movement. It, it's yeah. A lot of times when that three is not hitting, they just become stagnant. It's almost like they don't know what, don't to, know do. what to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you think to yourself, like when you look at the depth chart and granted, we don't we still don't know if DeAndre Hunter is going to be a go tonight. We don't know if Anyaka Okongu is going to be a go tonight. But if they are, you look at that particular lineup, double O, obviously, probably coming off the bench, but that they match up pretty fairly well, right. with the exception of Shay Gilgis Alexander. So that's where your challenge will be. Who's going to exactly who is going to help train guard yeah. Shay? Yeah, I, that, I, I that, think to me yeah. that's the who will show up of this of the situation tonight, and even for the rest of the road trip. But again, that's where it has to happen, and I think so critical is also don't leave points on the table. Don't leave points on the table because when you look back at one eleven to one hundred sixty three percent from the free throw line, that's crazy. You that's get them twenty five points off eighteen turnovers, that's crazy, and that goes back to something Landry Fields talked about, which is. If you happen to turn the ball over, at least still get back in your transition defense so that you they don't have numbers and so that they can't set for their shot. So that's what I need more so even than maybe a player showing up is the right mindset to show up. And please show it all four quarters, because really and truly that game was fairly close. I think the uh, the Hawks were ahead at one point, were yeah. up by three, then down by three. It was really that one quarter, the second quarter where you let the Bulls get off on a 40 piece. That's how you lost the game, essentially. So, yeah, Jarvis, I, I just need to see what it is that they're going to be able to do in terms of who gets out there on the floor and how do they handle themselves. And I think not just a question for us at ATL Day One, Jarvis, but Landry Fields, because he's got to kind of look, not to say he won't look across the entire season of what he's seen, mm. but this is your words, a sample size that he's going to be looking at very, very closely as he decides across these next two weeks what he's going to do at or before that trade deadline. So do you think, based on 
what he's seeing in the sample size or the entire season that he can kind of solve their problems so that they can go on a serious, serious run for what the NBA deems the second half of the season? Oh, that is a loaded question. To you. Uh. <laughs> well, you know what? You, you call it out, though, because you gave a great quote that Landry Fields gave to the Athletic. And it said, at this point, there are many moving parts that make it a challenge to say what we will do. I'm not sure what traditional bucket, buyer, seller, et cetera, we fall into. We are open. I'm just going to leave it right there and let you pontificate on that first. The fact that he said that we are open, I, I think that. Ooh, I, I think it leaves it open for them to kind of stand pat, right? Yeah. And, and try to see how things go or and, and evaluate everybody, everyone, and, and, and not ne- and make a hasty move and, right. and not necessarily get what you would like to get in return for a said player. Or we can, we can, we talked about Bogdan Bandanovich and we talked yeah. about John Collins yesterday, mm-hmm. potentially being some guys that may move. Mm-hmm. So if you, so I, I like that open mindset because. Mm-hmm. Being at a place where, hey, we got to trade, John. We got to yeah. make a move. We got to do this. We got to do that. And I know we talked about how something need to be done mm-hmm. at this point. And, but I think that from a general manager standpoint, he can't think like we think. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he has to look at all options. He has yes. to look at the now and the future. And I think that one thing that, that really stood out to me, T, was guys understanding what their roles are. Yeah. Huge. And that's the main thing that I've been saying about John Collins. I don't necessarily, I'm not sitting up there saying the dude is not talented. Right. But when you sit up here, when you got a guy who is probably one of the better passers in the league, and you're talking about you need to be getting the ball in your hands and all this stuff, and then you fumbling around. And, right. And, and, and he's talking about, and also, it, it just doesn't add up. And you're talking about the basketball IQ. I yeah. thought that was something that was big yeah. too, as well. And he kind of came back like, not saying that we don't have guys with basketball IQ, mm-hmm. but I think that when you have a guy like Dejounte Murray coming in and you start to see his his level of play, how yes. he is on the court, you start to, some of those guys that are in that starting lineup get exposed. Yeah, and I think that Landry Field is looking for guys like that, and I think that that's a good plan to have when you're in the situation that they are in right now. Indeed, and. For me, I've always talked about that. I One of my best friends used to play college ball and we talked just about every day. And that's always my question. I asked him that question months ago, like, you know, friend, I don't know if I believe the Hawks have a lot of high basketball IQ individually or collectively. That mm-hmm. has always been an issue for me for that entire team, except DeJounte Murray when he came. That was one of the first things I said. You got somebody whose mind Actually, he has the basketball IQ, but then another thing Landry Fields talked about is being a worker. So you see, you could have the basketball yeah. IQ, but do you work to actually implement the IQ that you have? I feel like he does both. And I do feel like other players on the team, they'll do it at times, but mm. the word we keep going back to is consistency. So I feel like Landry Fields, just like you said, it's open to say, hey, we didn't find these guys with the makeup that we want. Or he's using open to say, oh, but if I don't see some more basketball IQ and worker bees in this next week and a half or two, it's going to be a problem. Because one thing about Landry Fields, he may not have been the greatest basketball player ever, but when you talk to him or when you listen to him, the basketball IQ is there, no question. He's a worker, no question, affiliated with an organization that believes in both in the Spurs, now the Hawks, no question. So I think that it's going to be interesting to see how he looks at 
this next two weeks and what the Hawks finally do, whether it's on the ninth or before. Hey, look, if you want to know more about what the rest of the world thinks about the Hawks, you know where to go. You can check out Locked On Sports Today. And I'm sure they are talking about the race in the Eastern Conference that's heating up. The race in the Western Conference is heating up and how they're going to approach the trade deadline across the association. Also, we're getting more news about Patrick Mahomes. He is practicing today. He is determined that even if he has to go out on one leg on Sunday, he is going to do it. You want to know about their reaction to it or the biggest stories in sports? Check out Locked On Sports today. They also have this cool segment called Take of the Day, just like we have for the culture. So you know where to go. The Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever in the world you get your podcast. You should check us out first, of course. But that Locked On Sports today, that should be your next stop. Absolutely. And yeah. don't forget, when you stop there, Ooh. why don't you just eat a Bill Bar? That'll Do make it. it really fun. When they, why you, not? That's your own reaction, right? That's <laughs> yes. your reaction. Yes. <laughs> Bill Bar. And why in the world would you want a Bill Bar? Well, here's why I think you should want a Bill Bar. Because it just keeps getting better and better. When Jarvis and I started talking to you about this bar and the journey that we've been on, we talked to you about the healthy aspect of it, right? And at that time, it was 15 grams of protein. Now it's up to 17. And the way that they kind of build the bar is they make it really soluble. So it's easy for you to digest and it's easy for that protein to get in and through your system to give you the energy that you're going to need if you're out in those ATL streets with that nasty traffic that I just got out of. So mm -hmm. if you want a built bar, you don't even have to go to built.com anymore. You can get the 100% real chocolate bar right at your Walmart. And if you're like me and you like to buy everything in bulk because you like a good sale and you like things cheap, you can check it out at Sam's Club as well. And don't forget, if you want a healthy snack, also to watch the NFC and AFC title games, Built Bar is your snack because, I mean, they have some really cool type of flavors like almond and churro, and it's only 150 grams of fat. I don't know about you, Jarvis, but I think they should check out a Built Bar. Why not? Like, what are you waiting on? Like, I'm, I'm ready to go get a Built Bar right now. <laughs> I'm about to head to my local Walmart and go see what's going on. But Locked On Sports and family, family, please, 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 please. If you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, please go there and put in the search box. Locked On Sports Atlanta will pop right up. Hit that subscribe button, excuse me, and also make sure you hit that bell as well so you'll know as soon as that new episode hits the streets, you'll be right there ready to watch and listen. Wherever you download your podcast, we are headed to 6,000 subscribers. Be a part of the movement. But T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between the sports, entertainment, and the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because that's just how we get down on this show. Today is no different. How about this? Ponce Leon is one of the most historic streets in Atlanta, T. And we know when Krispy Kreme you know, burned down a couple years ago, my heart was hurting a little bit because, you know, like it's nothing like driving down Ponce and you look into your to your right over there and that doggone hot sign on and yeah lord knows there have been many other nights that i've snuck my behind right over there when i know i don't need to be going over there <laughs> and grab me some donuts tea it is coming back and actually they're gonna drop it this summer yeah. but how about this though here's the cool part four thousand square foot facility tea and they're gonna pay homage to you know the the older um facility as well because you know it's been around for forever but yeah. how cool is that that uh, the spot that Shaq's on, Shaq owns, they're going to bring it back. 
Yeah, Shaq does everything big, and he always said he was going to bring it back, so not shocked that he's actually going to pull that off. And like you, I used to drive that space whenever 20 was just backed up, right? And you would think at 5 a.m., 6 a.m. in the morning, it's not backed up, think again. So when it was, I would just go that back road, hit uh, Moreland Avenue, and then hit Ponds, pick up some donuts for my, my morning crew guys, and there's nothing like it when you see that hot sign. It's like the happiest place on earth. So, yeah, he, you know him. He's going to trick it out. And it's going to be so much fun. I just imagine that it's going to be more than just an experience about getting some hot glazed donuts because that's that's how Shaq does it. So I'm here yeah. for it. Can't wait to get there this summer. Woo. Even though Jarvis and I are still going to be about the healthy life. We yes, told you we, we, we eat mm-hmm. our built bars and we do our healthy things. So only one glaze for me. Just one. That's it. Yeah. Just one. I'll do one <clears throat> and a half. Two, maybe you know, like I'm, a big, I'm a big. I got more girth tea, so I think I can take two without, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, let's move on. How about this? Before we go, I gotta ask you a real quick question, T. It may take be a long answer, but you know, it is what it is. Gotta ask you this: Ben Simmons sent a legal document to his former fiance and requested his ring back. Like, like, please tell me the response uh, from Miss Tanitra Batiste if she were to get a request to uh, get that ring back when things didn't quite work out. Yeah, it took it took me back to Richard Jefferson, who this was remember his was like all over the news because he was requesting his ring back and people were like dragging him through the mud. And I'm like, but he paid for it. Like. He paid for it. It's not a gift in the truest sense of the word, as in a Christmas gift or Mm -hmm. a birthday gift. It's not that kind of gift. It is a part of a commitment that you're making to that person. When the commitment breaks, give me my ring back. Like, I'm okay with that. Now, the reason I chuckled is because I'm like, Ben Simmons is all over the place. Like, He's I, so yeah. awkward, like right? exactly. Like everything about him is just weird. Like, I don't think it's something where you should give, where it should, you know, be a legal document, unless, unless she really, really took it there, then, you know, I'm sure he paid a boatload of money for it. I mean, we know he did. A million but, dollars. Exactly. So we, that's, what, that's why I said, like, we know he paid yeah. a million. So yeah. We, yeah. yeah, he dropped, he, he dropped a dollar money. on it. But I just feel like, um, I don't know that I would go the legal document route, but again, yeah. I do understand somewhat because that is a million dollars at the end of the day and yeah. you're no longer a couple, but I guess in my mind, I like to think that when the dust settles, maybe you guys can kind of talk it out civilly and say, okay, Hey, we know it didn't work out for us. It wasn't meant to work out, but you know, kind of sort of, you need to give him his property back because he bought it. It's his property. Absolutely. And, and, and the, the thing about it was the other little cool thing, interesting thing about it was the fact that his fiance said he never asked for it back. Oh, he never yeah. asked for it. Right. He never requested it. And, you know, so she didn't understand where the legal document came from. Like, right. But for like, me, when I say ask, I don't mean like just, you know, can I get the ring back? I yeah. meant more like, you know, he should sit down and, okay, you know, with cool. her. Yeah, that's really yeah. what I was talking okay. about. Because, yeah, yeah, I understood definitely like, and I apologize, I didn't mention that piece. But, you know, I definitely understood the question wasn't asked. The legal document was just kind of bam. But for me, mm-hmm. it was more of that's the thing that we don't do in this society. We just kind of go zero to 100. Yeah. And yep. we just want to yep. run you to the courthouse yep. or we want to drag you on social media. 
when really all we need to do is sit down maybe and have a conversation and find the common ground because there was something about her and something about him that brought them together to say, hey, we want to make it a lifelong commitment. Whatever that common ground is, that's what you need to reestablish so that you can get your ring and move on and she can move on with her life as well. Yeah, because that's what we're all about right here on ATL Day Ones. If you got to move on, move on. But yes. we want to just say thank you for moving with us yes. right here on ATL Day Ones and making it your first listen. How about you make your second listen? Locked on sports today. All the national news, the NFL championship games, whether or not uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to play. He said he's going to yeah. play, but he may or may not. We don't know. Go to Locked on Sports today. They'll have everything right there for you even have take of the day just like we have for the culture man this is how we get down on this show and what one last thing before we get out of here people if you don't do anything else in life make sure that you show love share love and last but not least spread love yeah.